we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It is called Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano. It is an insider look at the NBA and the culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on hot topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. So check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. And I know I listen to your show every single day. Breakfast Club? God damn it. The Breakfast Club. Put that ass up on the Breakfast Club. Tell us! You can't say Breakfast Club without the Breakfast Club. You're like this rare air. You got platforms and partners all over the place because your demand is so high. People want to be in business with the Breakfast Club. I don't think white people know how popular you guys are. DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. You, know, you guys really are like the hip hop early morning, late night talk show. Yeah, I know what y'all talking about. It's a new day. This is your time to get it off your chest. Wake, wake up. Whether you're mad or blessed, it's time to get up and get something. Call up now. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on the Breakfast Club. Trey, what up, Trey? What up, man? Get it off your chest, brother. Bro, I got this little girlfriend of mine. She be clocking me like she's my mother. She always think I'm trying to cheat when I'm just going to the store or something. Like, well, first of all, you can't curse. And second of all, did you cheat before? Yeah, I cheated before. Oh, come on. I tell you what else, too. That little girlfriend of yours is a big girlfriend to somebody else. Whoa. 
better stop. Oh, what? nah, chill, you, you can't talk. You can't talk about it like that, though. You say your little girlfriend. That ain't what you mean. That's that's what I say to you when I'm trying to insult you. I see you with your little girlfriend. How you gonna say that about yourself? That's a fact. That's a fact. You right. But still, though, like she's just be always clocking me, accusing me of cheating when I'm literally trying to be faithful. Like she's gonna push me to go cheat. Cause again. you cheated twice, so she gotta watch you. Obviously. Not that's that a fact, but that's back in the day, though, bro. Oh my goodness, it's not that hard, sir. No, not at all. You you, you violated it's her not, trust. And I'm, it's not, and I've been trying to make that trust up, but she just keep on, keep on, keep on going with it. Like you gonna forgive me and be with me, or you gonna keep on accusing me? Like which one we doing? And not if you keep talking like that. You ain't even give a chance to heal. You cheated twice, and then she asks you questions. You like just get over it. That ain't gonna work. Nah. I be, I mean, I be trying to be reasonable with it. Like, I get why you feeling me. I get why you feeling how you feel. But at the end of the day, you chose to get back with me. Trey, so, when's like, the last time you cheated, Trey? Like five months ago. He said, "Mad long ago." Hey, man, Trey, have a ago. have a blessed day, Trey. Have a blessed day. Nobody got Yo, time. It was mad long ago. How long? Five, five months. months. Like, knock it off. Trey. Oh my goodness. Hello, who's this? Hey, good morning. It's Tasha from Brooklyn. Hey, Tasha from Brooklyn. Get it off your chest. So I just want to say how upset I am about the maternity leave here in New York. Mm -hmm. I just had a baby in July and I'm expected to go back to work after 12 weeks and it sucks. You know, it's not enough bonding time that we get with our children. Mm, how long is it? It's only 12 weeks. It's literally three months. So my daughter just turned three months and I'm expected to uh, to return to work already after three months. So they only give you, they only pay you for 12 weeks. You can stay out longer, but it'll be without pay. So I'm not returning to work until next year. So all of this time will be uh, without pay. How long would you want really it? Other countries. Well, I'm going to take, so you have job security for up to a year mm -hmm. since I work for the city. My position is safe for up to a year, but after the 12 weeks, I won't get paid. So I decided I'll just take six months. It gives me a little bit more time to bond with her and her to get to just know her environment before I put her like with a babysitter. Yeah, I mean, I, I, mean, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, the funny thing about it is I have two older children and I had my 17-year-old daughter when I was really young and I went back to week I went back to work a week later, you know, just not even recognizing or realizing how important it is to bond with your kid in these in these, you know, first couple of months. But um I think we could do better. It's so much it's so much policies that could be put into place especially for black women. Um and the maternal rate is so high, the death maternal rate is so high. Yes, yeah, so I just wanted to throw that out there. See, I see both sides because I, I understand you want to bond with the kids, and that's that's very, especially the first year, is very well needed. But also, I'm uh, you know from a, a workplace, I mean they got to pay somebody. They can't continue to pay you for a full year and not have somebody fill that position. You know, so I see both sides. You know, or maybe if you're able to allowed to work at home, where that way you can still spend time with your baby at home and you can do a little work at home. You know. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's some positions where you can't stay at home. My position, you can't do that. I mm. need to be in the office. Gotcha. But it's called, It's not even actually called maternity leave. It's called FMLA, like Family Medical Administrative Leave. Mm. So if that's the case, I think like something could be figured out, right. you know? All right. Well, enjoy that baby. Love that baby. They get big so damn fast. Thank you so much. Have a Take good care, one. guys. What's the baby's name? Her name is Shiloh. Okay. Shout out to my baby Shiloh. Shout out to Nyla. Shout out to Anthony. Those are my kids. Shout out to my husband O'Neal. Shout out to you guys. Y'all so dope. Show them you, my mans and them. Envy you, my mans and them. I love y'all. Thank love you, you back. Queen. Get it off your chest. 800 585 1051. If you need to vent, hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Get it up.
This is your time to get it off your chest. Keep calling. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Hey, Derek. Hey, Derek, what up? Get it off your chest. Hey, I got something on my chest, man. I want to talk about the price of a good man. Oh, okay. You know, I don't know a good man that doesn't have an empty wallet and a broken back. <laughs> but now you get a, you get, now you get you a, 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 a bad man. They got a pocket full of money and they date you. Uh, that sounds like me. I'm not bad. Well, hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> you beat odds, but you don't hear about good women anymore. That's not true. So what's your definition of a good woman? You just told us uh, a definition of a good man. What's, what's a good woman to you? A good woman is the old days, the old school women, the ones that um, take care of the home, take care of, you know. Women don't wash dishes no more. They don't clean the house no more. They don't do none of those things. That's not true. I'm going to tell you something, man. I got a plethora of uh, amazing sisters around me that do both. They know how to navigate mm-hmm. in the corporate world and get their money, and they know how to be domesticated at home. You know, and they always ask me to hook them up with people, and I'd be like, no, because I don't know no brothers. I don't know that I feel like a worthy. And I don't even like to get involved in my friends' relationships like that. Well, what generation are they in? Um, late 30s, mid 35 to 45. Yeah. But the new generation got dishwashers. Do y'all really want women washing dishes? That's true, too. I mean, I don't want to walk by and see anybody washing dishes. Put them in the dishwasher, keep them pushing. That's true, too. Well, I'm just saying, I've been married for 25 years. And I've been, you know, a good man. And I tell you what, every bone in my body's hurt. Damn. Well, Derek, you need to get an aspirin but, in the dishwasher, bro. But at the same time, um, you say that's the 30-year-old. Well, you don't know. You don't realize it until you're about 40 or 50. That's when all the, that's when everything starts hurting and, and you start noticing that your wallet's them. Yeah, that's just age, though, bro. Mm-hmm. Well, and after 25 years of marriage, if every bone in your body is hurting, she's still doing her job. But I'm bamboos. Um, your bones are hurting because you're doing everything around the house and you're doing all the work. You have a particular age. You missed the bone joke. You missed the bone joke. Oh, man. I missed the bone joke. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was talking about the other bone, bro. Mm-hmm. But does that bone still work? That's all that matters. Oh, man. That's the thing about it. It works better than my, than my back. Well, you better be happy because there's a lot of brothers out there in, in their 40s that bones don't work, bro. But also, brothers know that everything stops once you get married. After about 15 years <laughs> Yo, what's wrong with you? You just missed the negative this morning, bro right. Uh-uh No, I'm, I'm wise Wise and in a good mood All right Well, you have a good one, Mr. Good Mood And I'm a Pisces And, you know, we know people Okay Okay mm. all, all astrological signs know people <laughs> <laughs> like, Okay I'm the only astrological sign that knows some people <laughs> He said, having a great day All right Hello, who's this? Hey, what's up, man? It's Twan Twan, what up? Get it off your chest, Twan Yo, so, man, I am just wanted to say That, first of all I'm glad that I finally got through. I've been a fan of y'all for the longest time. But now I'm headed to work, and these truck drivers trying to run me off the road. They're trying to run you off the road. I'm going to be honest with you. Truck drivers be driving like they just pushing around Hondas nowadays. I don't know who told truck drivers that they got electric cars, but they don't. They still got big Mack trucks, and they need to drive as such. That's what I'm saying, man. Let me get a lane. Let me get a lane. Yeah, nah, they ridiculous. I'm not going to front. Truck drivers are very, very ridiculous nowadays. Even the way they cut over in the lanes, now they act like they have cars. It's weird. But move out the exactly. goddamn way. Give me a blink or something. Give me a blink or something. And salute to all the truck drivers out there, man. Y'all be safe out there as well, man. But, yeah, some of them do be disrespectful. I ain't going to front. Yeah, man. Thank you, man. Have a good one, brother. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. 
it's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, indeed. Jamil Hill, welcome back. Hey, you know I always love to sit with y'all. Enjoy the, the conversations. That's right. And the paperback is out right now. It is. Yeah. My, my my baby is grown up a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's now a, a toddler, I guess. So a year ago, the, the hardcover of uh, my memoir Uphill came out, and now the paperback. How was the the response to putting out a memoir? Because you know, in memoirs, you put out. So much information, you mm-hmm. reveal things you probably never told anybody. What yeah. was the response? Not just from the general public, but from like your family and stuff. Um, the response was generally good. It was mostly positive. There mm-hmm. was somebody in my family who took issue with it, and that created some tension. Mm. And the tension is still there, unfortunately. And so, you know, I'm I'm still processing that part. <laughs> Did then, you not have a conversation before? We did have a conversation before, but I just didn't think how they reacted to it would be the way they reacted. And they took it to Facebook as opposed to taking it to me. <laughs> That's and usually that, how it happens and Yeah, and then they aired out stuff that was not even in the book. And it was like, why? And yeah. probably stuff that wasn't true. Um, yeah, uh, some of it was, was definitely, I looked at very skeptically. Um, and it wasn't about me. It was, it was about my mom, to be candid. And so I was not happy that that was the course of action that they chose. And so it, it caused a fracture. In our relationship. Oh, I know the feeling. Mm-hmm. After so. I put in my first book, it was the same thing. And family members, oh, I can't write a book, but I can go to Facebook. Right. Okay. <laughs> exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, and especially it's not like this person couldn't have called me. Like they could have yeah. and we could have had a conversation about it. And I guess the surprising part, they didn't take issue with what was written as in terms of like it not being true. The issue was when we finally did have that discussion was that they weren't in it enough. Uh, so that really. So they wanted their side out there. Or, yeah. Or they, oh, they just felt be. like they should have been. You know, um, that their role in my life should have been more highlighted or more. And I thought I did a pretty good job of it as it was, but apparently it was not on par with this person. And so, it, yeah. Was their role in your life as big as they actually thought it was? Well, I mean, I guess if you want me to say what it is, because <laughs> I, I see you, you're getting to, but it was my father who had an issue with oh, it. Oh. Yeah, so gotcha, it was gotcha, my father gotcha. had an issue with some of the things that were in the book, not necessarily because they were untrue, but he felt like he should have been more prominently featured in the book. That True. was what I got from it. And so I, it wasn't a, it was a very difficult conversation to have. Um, and so those conversations have been somewhat on, ongoing. And I told him I needed to kind of press pause because mm-hmm. I need to process what you said to me because I, I took a lot of issue with it. Now, what do you think? <laughs> what do you think a second Jamel Hill book would be about? Well, there will be another Jamel okay. Hill book, and um, it is much like this memoir of something I didn't expect to write. But the second book will be a children's book. Ooh, yeah. yeah. So I'm writing a children's book, and it will cover some parts of uphill, like just kind of you know um, how I was able to overcome some adversity and some of the, the the more positive career stuff. Like some of that will be part of it. But generally speaking, it will be sort of like my love letter to a lot of the women whose stories haven't been told, a lot mm. of the women who I've admired. And so it'll, um, I'm really looking forward to it. I've never written for a children's audience before. So this will be quite a, a challenge. It'll be the opposite almost from um, a memoir because you're pouring everything into this book. And, you know, it's like 250, 300 pages in a children's book. You have to be quite concise and you have to make sure that they understand the general themes that you're trying to. What is it going to be about? Do you know yet? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it'll be a combination of my story and the stories of, of women who um, whose stories need to be told and, you know, women I've admired. So, yeah, some of them famous, some of them not as famous as others. I mean, I'm trying to, like, really unearth and tell the stories of some women who who probably didn't get the flowers that they deserved. Gotcha. Yeah. Now, we just had an offset up here, mm-hmm. and you, you had some uh, words about his interview with, how do you pronounce his name? Bobby, Bobby Altoff. 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 Yeah. Altoff. Yeah. the podcaster. And you said uh, you, you feel like this is a racing real hip-hop journalism. Yeah. 
I do. I mean, listen, I, I admit I'm spoiled. It's like when uh, when hip hop was really coming into its own and growing, you know, that's when you had Vibe, you had Kevin Powell and Dream Hampton and Danielle Smith. And there was like a real hip hop journalism sort of movement there that covered the culture, that covered these artists, tried to tell the full 360 dimensions of their stories. And as you know, you know, mainstream media wasn't messing with hip hop like that. They weren't telling these stories. And so now it's just interesting to me the platforms they wind up on. Like, look at Sexy Red. Like, why was she on that podcast? For what? You know, with Theo Vaughn. Vaughn. Like, that, does that seem like the type of podcast that you would expect Sexy Red to be right. on? Probably not. Mm-hmm. I don't know, because Theo Vaughn's interesting. Yeah, he is. He I had mean, Funny he Marco on there one day, one time, he, and he was talking. <laughs> He was talking about how sexy I was. That's all Charlamagne cares about. <laughs> the <laughs> fact that that man called that's him sexy. We, that's, that's all wait, Charlamagne cares about. Sexy Theo Vaughn. Oh, really? Yeah, he okay. did, it was like a whole five He's minute thing. He's been blushing ever since. Like, Not blushing. He's like, I He's think such you a want beautiful to man. He was like, I'm like, look at him. I'm blushing now. Look at his face. Look at his face. A compliment is a compliment. I was like, I was like, wow. Not blushing, dog. He's so silly. Charlamagne take him on a date. He said, I got lady features. I promise you. That's what he was saying. Look, he remembers every last. I do. <laughs> I do. I do. But that's, that's, I don't. I don't know what Theo's angle is. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. I mean, he he's had a, an eclectic group of guests. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe from that standpoint, you could say that she fits. But it's just, um, I when I watch that interaction, and I get it. I know what it, her shtick is. A lot of it, uh, as many people say, like she clearly borrowed some of this from Funny Marco, who I actually think does it pretty well. He does. Yeah. Like he 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 has he's got a good thing going. Um, and her. I guess looking at her rise, it was kind of curious to me. Like her podcast has not been in existence in that for that long. I think mm-hmm. the way the story was told was like Drake saw her on, on, on TikTok. I think yeah, on TikTok. But she was with Funny Marco. I think that's the interview that he saw. Mm-hmm. That's a, sure. at least that's sort of what's been reported and out there. And then he just up and decided, you know, hey, I'm gonna just go on this random podcast, which he has every right to do. But when I look about who are the caretakers of hip hop, the caretakers of how this culture is covered, it, it, it's us. You know, mm-hmm. for the most part. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say that Offset can't do interviews with people outside the culture, but I notice how those interviews are received and for their that matter, how they're treated on those interviews. And it makes me concerned overall. Honestly, I know a lot, a ton of black journalists who could go, who could use that kind of boost. Mm-hmm. And to me, mm-hmm. especially given we see the danger of when our stories aren't told and they're trying to erase our stories in real time, I would like to see artists like him artists like Drake, other uh, black artists in general, be more intentional about the type of media that they try to do, mm-hmm. right? Like that's why Breakfast Club yeah. has the status and the stature that it does because this is a place that has been established for the culture. And it would be nice if some of these artists understood that there's something larger at play than just going viral. All right, well, don't go anywhere. We got more with Jamil Hill. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody, it's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it. Very insightful with Jamel Hill this morning, Charlemagne. I do miss your sports takes, Jamel. Do you? I talk about this all the time. And you know what? Let me tell you this, Charlemagne. I think you deserve. You should give me credit because I. It took a lot for me to resist texting you the day my 49ers just put. <laughs> why just, not? Just beat the brakes off well, y'all. Why not? I, because <laughs> when it's because I knew this was coming. And I would see him in person, and I'd rather say it to him. If in I person. had your number, I would have called you that day. I would have put you <laughs> yeah, on that screen just for five minutes. And be like, do you have something to say? When the Forty Nine is washed, them Cowboys. Why you see a white quarterback do that to a black quarterback? <laughs> yeah. Why are you so happy to see that, Jamal? Huh? <laughs> it ain't Black History Month. What are we talking about? Like what? <laughs> hey, dog. I was just like, <laughs> no, nah, that was bad. 
Yeah, no, we we a problem, but we a problem for most of the. No, y'all, we knew that. Though. We knew that, yeah, but, right? but we a problem for Dallas specifically, you know. And so when I when that when I saw the final score, because I missed most of the game because I I had to I had some other things to do, but I knew we were gonna win. I just didn't think it was gonna be like that. No, that was bad. <laughs> that was. I was like, you know what? I'm a. I'm gonna give Charlemagne some some privacy, you know, some thoughts and prayers, and then when I see him in person, I'll be like, <laughs> "Your boys." No, that was the moral line. The yeah. first two Good. weeks, I'm like, "Yo, we going to the Super Bowl." You know, I say that every year. Yeah. You know, even with the loss of the Cardinals, oh, that's nothing. Right. You going to the Super Bowl? But now back know. against New England. You going to the Super Bowl? What this was week? The- I'm like, uh. his daddy texted him and said, "Charlemagne, we really going to the Super Bowl? <laughs> Buy your tickets." <laughs> Y'all, yeah. it's just the belief is so hard. Yeah, this just, is, no, it's been a different conversation. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Hey, this is depressing. Let's go back to one uh, one uh, other topic. Okay, Theo Vaughn and Sexy Red. All right, we talked we talk, brought it up a couple of times. <sighs> what about that interview is so upsetting? Like, there's mm-hmm. no need to beat up on her. It's Sexy Red. Yeah, I mean, I don't think that anybody was rushing to hear, you know, what her political exactly. takes were. But the problem with is like the misinformation. It wasn't that she gave her political take. She's allowed to give her political take. She could have said, I supported Trump and listed off the reasons that actually made a little bit more sense. Um, Yeah, she could have said that because it's her right to have that opinion. But it's the misinformation that that is what I see is to be more dangerous when you have that kind of platform, because like it or not, people are going to listen to her. And even though, you know, she talking about they love Trump in the hood. I was like, well, polls don't really show that, but. That's okay. Go ahead. Go off. And so I took the opportunity, to your point. Mm -hmm. I saw it as a teachable moment because, as you said, there are some people who do say the same things. Let's deal with what's being said. Even though Donald Trump's name were on that stimulus check, he did not. The money did not come from him. It didn't didn't come right out of his bank account. It was it was passed by Congress people. And that's a part of the general collective ignorance that we have. A lot of us don't know how government works. Mm -hmm. There's no shame in that. Because it is a complicated system, but we have to understand how legislation is passed, how policies are made, knowing the right person to be mad at. Because a lot of the things that people are mad at, you know, inflation, other things, I was like, the president doesn't have a whole lot to do with that. And we're in a a huge age of corporate greed like we've never seen before. Mm -hmm. And I wish that we had a better handle on who to blame, because then that would help us better strategize. I agree with you 100%. But you know what I tell the Tell the hood. I'd just be like, Biden gave our stimmies too. <laughs> like, was his like, name on it though? He didn't put his name he on wanted, it. But that was brilliant though. I was like, That's it. I mean, no president in history has ever done that. He was like, no, 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 no. The checks got held up because he was like, no, no, I'm going to need that put Donald J. On Trump it. on it. Because he knew, he knew the lasting impact that Correct. would have. But he, right. You're right. Biden, uh, Trump signed signed it in t- twice. Yeah. Biden signed it in once. Right. So Biden gave our stimmies too. He did. You, that's the hook. Yeah. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. 
They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Right. That's how you get the sexy reds and all that. It, it is, and, and unfortunately, the other part of it is that the amount of media machinery behind the right wing there's no democratic oh. equivalent i hope mm-hmm. somebody in her camp or somebody period pulled her aside and said hey here are the issues if you're going to speak about these and if you're going to take a pro-trump position at least if you're going to take one take one that is a little more informative than the one that know you your had. facts that's right yeah know your facts and people just like to be entertained nowadays too i bet you sex right now registered to vote i mean that would have been a, like a great follow-up to be like oh so are you registered to vote are you registered to vote are, do you plan to vote for him in the, in the next election right. that would have been something to follow to bring up with her but i guarantee that might be the last political question she answers sure, right? for quite some time one, one more question you still think nikki Haley's racist did I say that wrong? Wait, well, there was a reason for it. Yeah, you, I know why you said that. You said, you said, you, said <laughs> yeah. you thought she was racist for not wanting comma Vice President Harris. No, to be so it, it's not that it, because again, like in politics, you're not going to agree with who needs to be the leader. It's not the general disagreement. I think people took it that way. I'm not calling her a flat out racist, mm-hmm. but what I will say is that she's very comfortable using racist dog whistles to further and advance her political position. I feel so. like the uh, biggest opposition Vice President Harris is going to face is going to come from in her own party. 
Yes, I, think I agree. That, I think that there's people in her party right now who don't want her to be vice president. Because did you see I the agree. article that came out I yesterday did. in the I did. New York Times? And, and it's it's the hit pieces that are done yeah, on her. Like, it's, wow. it's just, I don't, I mean, I get it, but I don't get it. Like, I had to go Google and see, well, what did she do? Like, I was like, it just came out of nowhere. This yeah. long ass hit I mean, piece. and even, even some of us who are just like, well, what is she doing? Where is she being? Like, she literally speaks every day, guys. Like, I don't, I don't know what to tell y'all. Like, you're like, where is she? I'm like, uh, I, cause I'm on the mailing list. I get her schedule practically every day like she's always doing a lot of things um like i know right now she's on a college tour but no that like she's been subjected to a lot of hit pieces and you could tell they're hit pieces because of some of the things they say about her and you can tell they're from within and they could tell they're from within it's like um because i think in that is this this is the article that mentioned how much time she spends on her hair on her hair like are you serious like that's what we doing (laughs) like on her hair like she's a black woman I bet she is going to spend some time on her hair yeah, because the moment she doesn't look presentable, guess what the conversation is going to be about the vice president? Mm-hmm, so it's like she's damned if she do, does, damned, damned if she, she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Like She's caught in a really tight position. And I feel like it is really, it's really neutering what I think makes her such a strong politician. And like it or not, Joe Biden would not have gotten elected without her. Mm-hmm. He would not have. She right. was the strongest, I think, person for him to run with. I mean, is it look listen, do you feel like that there's another viable VP that no. will get? No, I don't think the, exactly. I, don't think, I don't think the Democrats have no bench, period. No, it's it's thin. Yeah. <laughs> it's thin. Like when you look at who could have run bench. with just be clear. He said bench. Bench. No bench, clearly. <laughs> Say bench. Bench. I said they don't have no bench. The yeah. hard end. Oh, oh, the hard oh, they got no bench. 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 They got no benches. They got no benches. <laughs> oh my goodness. All right. Well, ladies and gentlemen. Uphill, a memoir, the paperback is Thank out right you now. Guys. We appreciate you for joining us. And it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Lauren LaRose is our special guest co-host. Yes, indeed. Now, if you're just joining us, we're talking about taking your wife's last name. Now, this story comes from where, Lauren? So this story comes um, from the NFL star uh, Ricky Williams, former um, NFL star, former NFL star. Yep. Um, he decided to legally change his last name to his wife, his wife's last name. And he said that this is something that he had been thinking about for some time now, and it actually done, but hadn't like mentioned it. And as to why, he said he did it because he wanted to create more balance in his marriage. His wife is a very uh, established and successful attorney, he says, but mm-hmm. he often gets more attention due to his NFL career. So he thought that this would you know, help to create the balance. It's something that he um, considered after taking an astrology relationship class, I guess. See, I told y'all signs matter. All right, so the question is 800-585-1051. Would you take your wife's last name? Now, Charlemagne, you said you would hyphen the name. Yeah, I would hyphen it, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I wouldn't change it completely, you know. Um, I have four daughters, and I want my daughters to keep our last name because you know I, I don't have any sons so I wanted to be hyphenated that's how my wife's name is my wife's name is her last name and my last my last name because her her father don't have no sons so yeah to keep the to keep the last name alive I would I would do the hyphenate thing mm-hmm. but um yeah I wouldn't change my name completely yeah no I wouldn't no I wouldn't I wouldn't do that my my, my lineage and my ancestors matter too I wouldn't change my name completely yeah no I wouldn't change mine at all I'm an only child and um my wife has two brothers, so yeah, no, I wouldn't change mine. Um, Lauren, would you want your husband to uh, change his name to your name? No, I want to take his last name. You want to take his last name? I just, I don't know. I just feel like I'm just. Tra- it's so weird because I'm not traditional at all. But that is, just, I don't know. It's just something you look forward to as like a woman. Like mm-hmm. For well, for me anyway, not for all women. For me, 
But I thought it was interesting too. He said that he didn't really care about the change either because the last name was Williams is not even his real last name. The guy I guess that was married to his grandmother that took care of the family mm-hmm. isn't his real, uh, like isn't like isn't his biological dad. So. Mm-hmm. That changes it too because the lineage is not really even there because it's not as that. And I wonder where it shifted for us too because remember it was a time where you know uh, especially if you study like you know Islam or the five percent teachers of Islam you know the last name was a slave name so that's why people would you know change their name to X or mm-hmm. Muhammad or you know Farrakhan. So I wonder where, where where we got to the point where we was like nah we're gonna represent our last names even if they are you know from yeah. our slave owners because I- Casey I don't think it came from. From black name Casey or McKelvey. Sound like a, uh, yeah. No, duh. Those yeah. are. That's <laughs> what I'm yeah. saying. Like, just, clearly, 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 that was our slave owner names. But I'm just saying. I wonder when we started to claim those and say, "Nah, this is our last name." I kind of feel when like people got woke. I don't know if it was when people got woke. I think I, I think when Dame Dash would say, uh, "Hustle for your last name, mm. not your first. Mm. You know, like, like that matters. That and that is our names. Right. You know, at, at 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 the end of the day. So so like I said, I wouldn't. I wouldn't change my last name, but you never know what you'll do. Both names. Mm. But I asked a couple of uh, the men behind the scenes, and I asked them if they would do it, and they said no. But then I said if it was somebody that was financially secure, like an Oprah Winfrey or one of those, would they change the name? They all said yes. I hate that for y'all because even if she wasn't financially secure, if you love her, and that's what will make. I'm just telling you don't what get they me told started. me. You know they said I hate men, so don't get me started. You do. You do. Okay. Hello, who's this? <laughs> hey, good morning. How are you? How, how you doing? I'm good. This is Dr. Brian Thomas. Good morning. Good morning. Would you change your last name to your wife's last name? Yeah, I would. I don't see a problem with that. I don't see an issue with it because, I mean, this is like Charlotte Mane said, because they have many daughters and everybody wants a legacy. I don't have a problem with that at all. I mean, I don't think it's it's fair that, you know, it's an automatic thing that the woman gets to take my last name. I mean, what's wrong with having it, you know, the other way around? It should be okay. So, hold on, you, you would change it completely? Yeah, what's, I mean, what's the big deal? Yeah, my last name is Brian Thomas Kardashian. Absolutely. What's the <laughs> yeah, I'm a pinkish Smith Winfrey nose okay, Carter, so I sir. understand. Brad. Hello? Hello? Hey, Brad. Uh, yeah, I was saying, um... Man, I know you ain't calling us from the toilet, man. You calling us from the toilet? Because there's only, like... Hey. Uh, no. <laughs> Why you sound like that? Uh, Bluetooth, I guess. Okay, all right, continue. I'm so, sorry. So you would change your, your, your last name to your wife's last name? I would be down, not that she'd ever ask that, but because her last name is so unique that there's only like a handful of people that have it in all of the U.S. What's her last name? I kind of don't want to say it. <laughs> it's not bad or anything like that. Just, you know. What is and it, bro? You don't want to put her out there. I understand that, Then why that, call brother? and say it's me? You're not going to tell us what the unique name is. Well, because of the unique perspective. You know what I'm saying? Like. The the fact that most guys wouldn't have to worry about that because a lot of people have common last names and hers isn't. But because it's not common, okay. I don't want to put her out there. Got you. All right. Have a good one. All right. Yeah, too. That would have been so much better if he just said the name. Just said the name. Quentin, what up? What's up, man? What's up? Would you take your wife's last name? No, nah, man. That, 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 that ain't no manly duty right there. Take the last name. Man, that way she married. You better be the man of the relationship. You're not the man if you, the name is not you, if if she doesn't take your last name. Like, aren't you still the man? No, I'm not taking her name. Now, she if she got a bunch of money, I'll take her name. Yo, shut up, man! It's so crazy shut to me. How- can I can I can I say it's it's so, it's funny to me, uh, Lauren, when people say 
You not a man if you take the woman's last name. But, but if she the got woman, some money. If the woman got money, it's okay to take. That makes you a bird brain. You a bird. But if I sat up here and said anything about a man with money and what I would do because the man got money, I am like, I have no morals. I'm. They call you a bird. You, oh, you, my you, God. By the way, all, for all guys who say that, hey, if the girl got money, I'll take her last name. You a city girl. Definitely a city, a city girl. girl. But y'all mad when we bumping city girls and the sexy reds and see, I'm just I don't hate nobody. I'm just calling out double standards all the time. Y'all be mad at me. Amazing. You know what up, what up? Now, now it says that your wife wants you to do that right now. Take her last name. Not my wife, my fiance. We probably in the process of getting married. Okay. Yeah, she wants to change the narrative. She wants me to take her last name. But I'm pretty old school, man. I'm I'm not for that. But I do get her I do get her point of view. So her father was a single father, mm-hmm. so her last name would die out with her because he only had two girls. So I do understand her point of view, but I can't do that, man. Why, why doesn't she walk around my wife? Why does Why doesn't she just hyphenate her last name? And then when y'all have kids, I ain't for that hyphenating. No, I, I'm not. I'm not saying you. I'm not saying you have to. I'm saying why doesn't she hyphenate? You know, y'all last names, and then when y'all have kids, the kids have the hyphenated last name. She was the hyphenated, but I don't see the purpose of hyphenating. Well, who has two last names? It's like walking around with two first names. That's not true. People have two last names, especially if they. Yeah, fly. a lot of people. Have if, two. If, you, if, you, if you, I know that. I know they have two last names, but I mean, come on, we getting married. I mean, like I said, I'm old school. I see my grandfather do it. My grandmother took two last names. Y'all got kids? My mother took. Nah, not yet, not yet. Yeah, I hope you have all girls. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you have all girls. That's not a bad thing, though. I hope you have all girls. So when those girls get married to another guy, you'll understand why it's important to hyphenate the last name. Ain't nothing not wrong with all girls. Nothing wrong with all girls. You might lose that last name, though. That? You might lose that last name because if they get married and want to stay traditional and take their man's last name, like they're, you right. know, the household yeah, they're raised in with their I know, father. I that's something that's uh, going to have to be decided when they get married. Oh, my God. But you can just change stuff. tradition now, you idiot. KP! <laughs> like, what's, what's wrong with people, man? Change tradition now. KP! Yeah, what's up, David? Would you take your wife's last name? Um, it depends on which name adds more value to the family, man. Okay. Like, um, traditionally, the man's last name is going to be worth more than the wife's last name, whatever the case is. But, you know, if, like you pointed out, if Oprah Winfrey wants me to take her last name, the Winfrey last name means more than the Pierce last name. Like, like hey, let's carry that legacy off. What's the tradition? And then also, um, you know, if, like, for instance, Ricky Williams last name carried a whole bunch of weight as far as, like, his daddy left him with emotional trauma and stuff like that, he might not want to leave that legacy to his kids. So he might want to, you know, add the value of the wife's family name on. So, me uh, personally, I, my wife got my last name, but if hers would have been worth more than mine, I would have been a hawker. <laughs> What's the traditional rule that says that the man's last name carries more weight than the woman? Did I the, miss that rule? The traditional rule, for what I'm saying is traditional, whenever we go back to old school marriages and stuff, you know, the man brought something to the table and said, hey, I'm adding value to this. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying there's a rule, but I'm saying traditionally that's why the man's last name was taken because you're saying, hey, I'm bringing your daughter over here and joining her to this family and you know, this family is adding value to you. Okay. All right. All right, brother. Well, what's the moral of the story, guys? I mean, the moral of the story is you got to do what works for you. You know what I mean? I already told y'all. I got I got three, four beautiful daughters, so, 
you know, I I I want them to, you know, hyphenate their last names when they choose to get married a long, 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 long time from now. Because I want my name, my last name to continue to live on, you know? And I think most fathers who have daughters want that. Okay. My wife, that's what my wife did. So mm -hmm. I don't have a problem with that. As far as changing my last name completely, no. I want to honor my family just like, you know, that person wants their family honored. All right. This is The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Now, this is special, special. Yes. Jada Pinkett Smith. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. How Thank you feeling this morning? I'm feeling good. You glowing. Good. Thank you. Yeah. You know, life is good. Right, right, right. Even in the chaos. Even in the, <laughs> even in the chaos. I mean, life is chaos. Yeah, that's what it is. That's yes, what yes. It is. Yes. You know what I'm saying? So you just get in harmony with that. That's interesting you say that because I always be wondering, like, yo, do we, are we ever going to find peace on this planet or do we just exist within the chaos? The chaos is normal. Yeah, I think, you know, just in my journey, I've just been discovering that you kind of have to just rise above it, mm -hmm. right? Because the world is going to be what it's going to be, right? I actually think that the world is a university, you know, to teach us how to transcend it. Mm. Yeah. And so, yeah, you just, you got to make peace with what this world is about. But I don't think that this place is our sanctuary. Mm -hmm. I actually think, you know, ascending it and going into more of the spiritual spiritual places mm -hmm. you know and just kind of understanding living your life from there within the world i mean that's what they say you know be in it but not of it you ever get tired of it though because you've been on this on this tour for a while <laughs> and you're very big on energy and, and vibrations and, yeah. and sometimes i'm sure the energy and vibrations have been all over the place but it seems like you've been on tour yeah for a, a long time you ever get tired of it like all right now nah, enough's enough now i i think that if i put myself in that frame of mind and I, I just bring myself a level of discomfort that's not necessary mm -hmm. right you just go it is what it is so how are you going to step up to the moment mm -hmm. and that's it you know mm -hmm. that's just what it is and so that that's where I find my peace since the release of this book what is what is your ego been telling you my ego has been telling me to let go because it takes a lot of courage to Sitting your truth. It takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of courage to be happy when you're walking through the world and you're dismantling ideas. You know, you kind of have to, in that dismantle, uh, you just kind of have to let go of everything that you thought you were, mm -hmm. everything that you're trying to be, and just flow, mm -hmm. right? Just let whatever is presenting itself um, just go kind of be what mm -hmm. it is mm -hmm. you know but you definitely gotta let go so it's it's been a real test in regards to trust you know mm -hmm. and just can't trust the ego in that way anymore but you know that's a process so Absolutely. as I'm dis so you go from one ego state to the next Absolutely. right so it just gets um, it just gets uh, it just gets smaller I guess you know, but the ego is always going to be there. Always. So, you know, you just kind of learn how to make friends with your ego and, and have it work for you in a different way for a different purpose. Mm -hmm. Right. So that's what I'm working with right now. Has this truth helped 
your relationship with friends, family, and even your marriage has this truth and all the things that came out, or did it make things worse? Oh no! See, I didn't, I didn't step into this walk into my situation with my friends, my family, and specifically Will was tight, mm. right? Because I already knew how disruptive it was going to be. So I had to make sure that my inner circle was tight, right? So that we could walk this together hand in hand, right? So it's actually, you know, specifically for Will and I, it's definitely brought us closer. It's so funny how crisis will do that. Absolutely. <laughs> you yeah. know what Especially I mean? Love you, love yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So that's the thing about Will and I. It's just like we just learn more and more as we go that this is what we were built to do you know with each other you know um and to walk together and you know just like any long-term relationship it goes through its of course Mm -hmm. you know and so you gotta take your time i really had to grow emotionally i hadn't realized how emotionally immature i was Mm. you know what i'm saying and so that's the thing about long-term relationships that are fantastic if you can just hang in there because it's going to force you to step your game up if you want to be happy, you know. And so Will's been one of my greatest teachers on my journey, mm-hmm. you know, because I've been forced to have to deal with my stuff, you know. What stuff? Because you said you're immature. What, what immaturity do, well, do, do you see when you, when you look at yourself? Well, I would say, you know, about seven years ago, just when you're just hanging on to these romantic ideas of what marriage should be, what your partner should be for you so that you don't have to be the thing for Mm -hmm. yourself. Mm. Like when you keep banging on somebody like, no, I need you to show up this way because I need to feel a certain way about myself. Right. That that in itself is just like, hold up. You want somebody else to be something for you that you're not willing to be for yourself? Mm-hmm. First of all, how do you call that love? Mm-hmm. You know, and I had to like step away to really realize that, you know. And so me getting myself in alignment and just realizing like, yo, Jada, you got a lot of work to do. And then doing that work and then being able to present myself with more of myself and then being able to see Will as who he is and just accept him and love him there. Mm-hmm. That, that's what I think gets lost, you know, in, in the book if you haven't read the book. Right. Like, you think all the convos about Tupac and Will distracted from what this book really has to offer? Because I do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knew that. Mm-hmm. I knew I knew it was going to be a lot of distractions, right? And I was like, hopefully this book will have legs so that once all of the, the you know, the chatter dies down we can get to the real components of the book. Now, people who've actually read the book are on it, mm-hmm. right? They s- We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. 
So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of black and brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Walbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrantz, palbociclib. Ibrantz 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrantz and visit Ibrantz.com. Ibrantz may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrantz may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrantz, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. Be that. So, it's but a journey I mean, of healing. It's a journey of healing. It's a journey of somebody trying to find their worthiness, which is, you know, in, all of us have struggled with that. That's Imposter syndrome, not feeling worthy. Yeah. If you read the book, you see somebody really laying it out in detail, the journey to get to that place of worthiness. And it's a universal struggle. Mm-hmm. You know, we all do it in different ways, right? But it's a universal struggle. And so, yeah, that that's I really wanted to lay that out in the way that I did, especially... Once again, just dismantling these ideas of perfection, you know, because Mm -hmm. we also have these uh, societal romantic ideas of what somebody in my position, what um, my life should look like, who I should be within it. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, no, no, no. Like real life is real life, no matter what station you're sitting at. 
period. Mm -hmm. You know? Do you regret leading with a lot of that stuff? Leading with a lot of... The, the, the talk about Will, the talk about Pac. Because, you know, those just became sound bites and headlines on the internet, clips. You, you regret yeah. leading with that? You know, it's so difficult because when you're dealing with media, that's 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 what that's what people want to attach to. Mm -hmm. People not interested. You know, that's not the clickbait, the journey part of it. The clickbait mm -hmm. is, you know, the Tupac, the Will, the uh, you know, mm -hmm. so... You got to kind of get past the clickbait where people get exhausted with that mm -hmm. and that dies down and then people can get with the real. But it's hard to avoid it, honestly. Mm -hmm. It's hard to avoid it. All right, we got more with Jada Pinkett Smith. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yes, yeah, we're back. It's The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Charlamagne the God. And we're still kicking it with Jada Pinkett Smith. Her book, Worthy, is out right now. We look at your life and we see the wedding, we see the trips, we see all of that. When did you realize and say, I need to fix this because this isn't right with me? What was that moment? I would say that I got slammed up against a wall probably when I was really confronted with some really heavy suicidal thoughts. Mm. When I was looking for cliffs to drive over, you know, so that my suicide would look like an accident. So my kids wouldn't think that I committed suicide. Mm -hmm. I did a plant medicine journey. Ayahuasca. Ayahuasca. I can't wait. Mm -hmm. Let me know when. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> and that that was a real awakening for me. You know, when I really had to be confronted with um, my own shadow, my own self-hatred. And it was so strong and it was so scary. I was like, whoa. I didn't need, I thought it was I, I didn't even want to be with that and I'm like asking somebody else to contend with that mm -hmm. that was the first moment that I realized oh Jada you you got some stuff to deal with and what got mm -hmm. you to that point because most people would look on the outside and be like you know she's rich she's a movie star right. she's dating another movie star she has right. beautiful kids your mom is still there like it looks like to the outside the life is perfect so what in that perfect life on the outside made you feel imperfect or made you not feel like this is what I want it was like dealing with the foundational wounds right I hadn't done I hadn't dealt with and, and that's what we most of us mm -hmm. don't even know what our foundational wounds are we don't even know we're foundationally wounded mm -hmm. right and so it started in a childhood you know you got two parents who are addicts and you're not the priority right and then just the 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 levels and just the the trauma that gets built upon what that environment is like right and you're i thought that making it would heal it all mm -hmm. you know success takes care of everything mm -hmm. right and then it was like okay made it to hollywood that's not it and then i met this fantastic guy and I was on this whirlwind of romance with Will and I was like he's gonna fix it mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying he's gonna he is the knight in shining armor the savior prince. he's the savior prince mm -hmm. he's gonna fix it so it went from one false belief to the next and I talk about trying to check all the boxes it's like checked all the boxes mm -hmm. what is left right and then having to realize oh man oh yeah, you're not dealing with your stuff. That's what's left. Mm. So it just goes to show that we can have all of these exterior things, you know, but that's not the thing that's going to heal the soul. You know, it's interesting because, you know, when we used to watch Red Table Talk, 
people would be like, who is Jada, Jada Pinkett? Yeah, take off the drug dealer, yeah. Coach Jada. You, it's not a drug dealer. <laughs> it's not a drug dealer energy. Am I, I giving you, you know, I never, energy? I never, when I, when I read that in the book, I was like, Jada Pinkett Smith was in the streets like that? But when you walked in, I'm like, oh, I see it. Yeah. <laughs> I see a little kingpin. Oh, I see a kingpin. Snap. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, I'm just trying to be comfortable. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you see how you threw kingpin on you, man? Yeah, yeah. I see it. I see kingpin. it. Sorry about that. But when people used to watch Red Table Talk, they used to be like, who why who why is Jada Pinkett Smith an expert at anything? But in right. the book you refer to yourself as you say you're a pseudo pseudo guru. Guru, yeah. You said in the oh it's in the feeling of rain chapter that you seem to often set yourself up to fall off the edge of high and mighty them. Yeah. But you admit at the time you didn't know shit. <laughs> yes. Like why talk to yourself like that? Well, because it's the truth. Damn. You know, and I think that when we're really on that game of healing, like the person that you got to be the most honest with is yourself. That's right. And a lot of times that that could be that that could be the most difficult when you really got to look at yourself and realize, um, you know, where you thought you were something and now you realize that you ain't, you know. And so, yeah, you just got to learn how to be deeply honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. And as as I talk to myself that way, I can also hug myself in saying that, mm -hmm. you know. Now, you talk about love so much and you talk about how you felt. At one time, uh, you were against marriage, right? Yeah. Uh, is that because you've seen your parents and, and, and their relationship? That was... And what changed your mind? Yeah, I think um, that was really like... I, I got to see my grandparents, who both sets of grandparents had a really long-lasting marriage. Mm -hmm. But I wasn't quite sure that it was the pinnacle of happiness. And so... You know, when you're young, you're a free spirit. And I'm just like, no, I can do this different. Mm -hmm. Like, because I, I want to be happy. I'm not quite sure that's what happy is. Like, how can I be in a relationship and be happy? You know, I was all about the devotion of it. But I wasn't quite sure that marriage was the thing, right? It wasn't until maybe three years ago. <laughs> three years ago? You've been married all this time, and it wasn't the three go. years ago. Yeah. <laughs> you were married there you go. all this time. Jada Pinkett Smith said, see, you wasn't happy until three, three years, years ago. ago. No, no, no. No, not that I wasn't happy. Okay. Not that I wasn't happy. But I got to see the power of marriage. Three years ago. Mm. I got like, to see the you power. You mean like the vows? Like the, the death to sickness and hell? Not even, well, yeah and no, right? Mm -hmm. I got to see how marriage is a it is a holy path for real, mm -hmm. right? Just in regards to learning about love because it takes a long time to break down all the different false beliefs that we have about love, mm -hmm. right? And, and the thing about a holy matrimony, and it's not to say that you're not going to go through some unholy stuff, mm -hmm. right? But when two people are committed and just refuse to quit. What you can learn about yourself, about your partner, and about love in general, you can't really learn by going from one relationship to the next, looking for the honeymoon stage over and over again, mm -hmm. right? Specifically, if you're interested in learning about unconditional love, you know? And so I was like, oh, snap. This is what it's about, mm -hmm. you know. So what took so place three years ago? What like what was that moment three years ago? I would probably say 
when Will going through the process of uh, emancipation mm. and then once he finished emancipation and the stuff that started coming up for him mm-hmm. right and that's when he was like hey can we get back into some therapy together and the stuff that was coming up for him and the kind of conversations we were starting to have I was like okay here we are yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean I'm like and and everybody starts their journeys in different ways at different times you know what I'm saying but that's when I knew I was like okay and then we went to the Oscars and that whole thing happened and it wasn't I didn't even think twice about it when I saw what was happening I was like I'm not leaving this man's side mm. I'm not leaving this man's side I will right, we'll keep a lock. We got more with Jada Pinkett Smith. Her book, Worthy, is out right now, so don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Jada Pinkett Smith. Charlamagne? Do you, you think up until the point of three years ago, do you think y'all had, had, had just more of a trauma bond? I would say yes and no. I would say we had a trauma bond, and then un- underneath of it, there was this real deep friendship this spiritual bond too because you can start breaking through your trauma and start talking through your trauma and if it's just a trauma bond once you start to heal and you start going your separate ways it's done Mm -hmm. if it's just a trauma bond Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. but when you can feel that that spiritual bind once you're doing the healing and that spiritual bind is just yoking you tighter then you know it's something else, mm. you know, and you really have to have the discernment to know the difference. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because sometimes you do just have a trauma bond with somebody and sometimes you just got to get away. You know what I'm saying? And so you 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 got to really like sit with yourself and have the discernment to know the difference. Now that's real because sometimes you heal so much. You'd be like, man, you look around like, I don't like nobody. No, <laughs> Yeah, straight up because that's what we do. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like and that and that's part of it too, you know, and, and that's part of why we have to have the courage because innately you know once you start healing a whole lot is gonna change. That's right. You know? With the Oscars situation, did that save your marriage? And the reason I ask that is, you know, I've been married twenty two years, Charlemagne's been married a, a long time, but your wife will always be mad at you, right? <laughs> But you can't be mad at him. I could be mad at him. <laughs> right. I'm not going to let you tear him down. Yeah, I could tear him down in the yeah. house. So did that save your marriage? I would say what it definitely did is that it accelerated what I think was already in the process. It was in that moment that I knew. I was like, oh, no. No, 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 no. We're going to do this together. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be by your side. And... I know that I'll, I'll never, I'll never leave your side, right? Because it's funny because an emotional crisis, I didn't blink, I didn't blink, and that's when I knew deep down inside, I'm like, I love this, yeah, that's your guy, that's right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, and you, there's no getting away from him. You've been trying. You don't really, you don't want to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Stop it. And so it was that incident that I knew right away, yo, we in it. <laughs> and so that was it. 
But I think that was the trajectory anyway. It just in an instant solidified it. Got you. Yeah. Gotcha. You know, if y'all have you know if y'all have been separated all of these years, if you read the book, you realize that, right? Mm -hmm. And Will never said anything about it. Why did you feel now was the time to reveal that information? Was, was Was it just to sell books like some people think? Oh no. It's part of the process, you know, it was part of like, um, part of my self-worth journey. Mm-hmm. Like I had to really, I was leaning on Will in a lot of ways. And I think for women specifically, how a lot of times our relationships um, are used to identify us, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so... I thought that was a really important process and so much a really important uh, thing to talk about because so much of my journey happened in that time when I it was just me. That's right. You know, and I think that and I also wanted people to realize that sometimes marriages go through breaks like that. Mm-hmm. You know, and for people out there who are thinking about, yo, should I just get separated? Should I, you know, get a divorce? I'm like, man, just take time for you. Have the courage. If you got the courage to sign divorce papers or, you know, go to mm-hmm. lawyers and get, just have the courage to figure out how to just take time for you and then see, see, see what's showing up for you, right? Because sometimes divorce is the answer. Sometimes legal separation is the answer. But first and foremost, just take a year. Take a year. See what shows up, you know, before you start going into like all these other processes. Because sometimes we can act so quickly out of anger and frustration and we just want to get away and we think that's the answer, Mm -hmm. you know. And in some cases it is, but in some cases it's not. How did did you feel when you talk about the truth, right? And you say... Uh, a big reason of this book is you can help other people, other marriage, other couples that are dealing with it and don't know how to express it because they've never seen it, right? Mm-hmm. And the press and, and the public says, you know, Jada is embarrassing Will. Mm. And you just said you were doing it because you wanted to live in your truth. So what do you say to those people that thought that it was just a, a embarrassing embarrassing Will and dehumanizing him and, yeah, and, and take it and take it as his I masculine wanna, I want to quote Anna Navarro of The View. She said you are emasculating and embarrassing Will. Aww. Well, I think if she took time to read the book, you know, I think that if you if you if you want to just read headlines, I could see how that could be confusing. But the book is right here. You have two books you can read, actually. Yeah, you can read my book and Will's yeah. book, which is so great that a lot of people are doing that, mm-hmm. you know, but people have the right to their opinions. And I always know that anybody who's saying that hasn't really done their homework but you gotta expect it too because of what the headlines are Mm -hmm. you know what clickbait is Mm -hmm. so um will knows what it is i know what it is my kids know what it is and more importantly grace supreme does too Mm -hmm. right and so that's that's really that's really all i i'm concerned with at the end of the day when will was up here he talked about uh being insecure a little bit about Tupac mm. did y'all ever have that conversation because as, as a man when you're a little insecure 
I almost feel like you play both sides. You want to be yourself, but you want to show that you're better than the person that's making them insecure. You're yeah. tougher than or smarter than or more romantic than or a poet than, a better rapper than. Yeah. Did y'all ever have that conversation? Um, I wouldn't say that we had conversations in that way. It was just like, you know, we came up in an era where it was so unusual for a man and a woman to be friends. Right. Yeah. I mean, really think about mm -hmm. it like that's that's more of an open idea now. Mm -hmm. Right. But just think in our era, that was just like friends. They had to be dating. Yeah. Like mm -hmm. what? 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 Right. And so I think for him, it was just like getting your mind around around that, you know, and that the, the kind of friendship that we had because we had such a, you know, tight friendship that you know was very impactful on my life you know so i think it was just getting the understanding around that tupac and i could be friends you know and that 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 he was a part of my life in that way and so just we had a lot of conversations around just those ideas how did he get over that i think he just realized that and I, I really can't speak for Will. You should probably ask him when he comes back. But I think he just realized that that's what it was. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was like, that's what it was. It's like, you know, that was that beautiful friendship. And I think once he real and started, as he got older, started having his own friendships with women. Like, oh, that that is possible. And how are you with that? I'm, I, listen, I always told Will, you need some female friends. <laughs> Did you? Yes, because I think, I think... I think men and women, I think men do need female friends because and women need male friends. And I actually think men, once they have daughters. I got four. I got four. And, and, and you all got female, four daughters. Yeah, four I got daughters four too. And majority female friends. <laughs> there you go. But I see, I would now, let me ask you a question. Would you say that having daughters helped you understand absolutely and see i think that's mm -hmm. what absolutely. happened to will i think once willow came you know and then he started to realize a different relationship with the feminine mm -hmm. right and then he realized oh wow you know you can have relationships with women that are non-sexual or however y'all have to you know manage that in your own minds mm -hmm. right I think once Willow came, she was his teacher on that for sure. And so he was able to have female friends. All right, we'll keep a lock. We got more with Jada Pinkett Smith. Her book, Worthy, is out right now. So don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. We're back. It's The Breakfast Club. DJ Envy, Charlemagne the God. And we're still kicking it with Jada Pinkett Smith. Her book, Worthy, is out right now. Charlemagne? In the, uh, the No Soccer Mom chapter, right, you shoot down every rumor there's ever been about y'all. That y'all are swingers. That y'all were both gay and playing each other's beers. That y'all were sleeping with... Whomever you choose. Yeah. How does it feel in 2023 to still have those same rumors out? We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. 
So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. State Farm Insurance gets it. Representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. State Farm understands and wants to help protect our communities by investing in our future building off the hard work our parents have done before us. We all are looking to create generational wealth so that our families and generations behind us have a better starting point than we did. That begins with financial literacy. State Farm helps fund programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to the educational achievement of Black and Brown youth. To date, participants have been awarded over $11 million in scholarships offers as a direct result of contributions from State Farm. At Eating Wallbrook, we hear inspiring rags to riches stories on each episode from our guests, but with State Farm, you can begin to write your own success story. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth... Let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Moments like seeing my son's team cheer him on mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that has spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, palbociclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR-positive, HER2-negative NBC as the first hormonal-based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. About people you love, like Will and Dwayne. I know. That just came out too recently. Yeah, you know, and let me just say this. It's ridiculous, right? Um, and it's nonsense. And this is a person that tried a, a shakedown, a money shakedown that didn't work. We're going to take legal action. Um, because it's one thing to have your opinion about somebody versus just making up salacious, malicious stories. Mm -hmm. So that's actionable. So we're going to roll with that. You know what I mean? It's not true. We're going to take care of it. And that's that. How does so there was, there was a money shakedown prior? Oh, yeah. There was a money shakedown. Oh, he shake tried to extort you before? Well, it's, it's based around 
this person's idea that they in some way were doing business around Will's book and that they spent money or what have you and that they needed to be compensated. So he already tried to do this money shakedown. Um, Will was willing to give him a certain amount or what have you, and he didn't take it. So this whole situation is based on that. Mm. Give him a certain amount. Why, though? Just... Well, be, be, because of some business that they had. And I don't know the complete details about mm-hmm. it, but that's about to come out because, like I told you, about to take legal action. Right. Mm-hmm. You should. Yeah. No, we are. Mm-hmm. For sure. I was asking, how's Will dealing with it? You know, with. Oh. Does he like to release a statement? His, Will. Here's one good thing about Will Will's always going to find the funny. I figured that. Yeah. He's always going to find the funny. You know what I'm saying? And so they all laughed at the, the the murder, murder, kill, kill. We yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you have to, you have to, because it's absolutely ridiculous. You know what I'm saying? And so all you have is is you just got to laugh about it, you know. And it's unfortunate because did he ask you like, do I look like I give off bottom energy? <laughs> <laughs> he was like, do you believe this? Shit? You know, but we just laughed about it. Got to ask about uh, Tyrese. Now there was a rumor that. Tyrese called you oh, and said, yes. "Oh, <laughs> he, he said he called you on the phone. He was he was he was on meds. He was he was out of it. Yeah, and he told you, um, I ain't no killer, Jada. I ain't no killer, but don't push me. Oh, revenge is like the sweetest joy. And that's getting. <laughs> he don't know why he's, he's is like, that out. true? So Tyrese did call me mm-hmm. for sure, mm-hmm. and he was he was definitely in a in a state, mm-hmm. and I, I was really concerned. You know, um." And I'm Did just he happy. He quoted Tupac though. He said he said he <laughs> him and Charlie Mack said he quoted Tupac. He called Tupac. No, he said he, quote, he called you and quoted Tupac. <laughs> he may have. Let me tell you something. I was so worried at that time when mm-hmm. he made that call um, about his his state because it was really deeply concerning. Mm-hmm. Um, that I don't I, I couldn't even tell you exactly what happened mm-hmm. because I'm trying to think about who I can get there who can I get in the house how can I get him help mm-hmm. um yeah and so that I was I was in I, I was I was a little panicked you know to just make sure that he was okay and that nothing was gonna happen he wasn't gonna hurt himself or anybody else so that mm-hmm. I, I couldn't even I don't even remember what he said mm-hmm. what 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 he said I, I want to talk about the book and a debate I had at dinner a couple of weeks ago with some friends because in the book you say that you and Will decided to separate in every way except legally yeah and y'all would have complete transparency no secrets about what y'all were doing and whom y'all were doing it with right and the debate we were having was well early in the book she said that they've never been in an open relationship but isn't that an open relationship well here's the difference between that that's when you're you're in an open relationship and you are still intimate with each other right at that point we went our separate ways so it's as if Mm. we are divorced separated and just trying to figure out how we're going to go about it but Mm. At that particular point in time, we were no longer relating in that way, mm. right? Um, because for us, it was over. It was done. So if you're in an open relationship, mm. that means that you are still 
in a relationship with one another romantically yeah, somehow, romantically yeah. and you are okay with being with other people romantically but y'all were separated we separated. were separated like done 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 why, why did you choose not to <clears throat> say august's name in the book really just to i felt like he's been through enough mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i just wanted to be respectful in that manner i really did Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. feel like that's something that you need to heal, like that situation? Um, I'm hoping at some point. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm definitely hoping at some point for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, w- I wanted to ask you too, if you pick a crew to run with in real life, would you choose between the cast of Set It Off or the cast of Girls? <laughs> Set It Off. Oh, that's a hard one. Mm. Damn, Charlemagne, that's Daddy, a hard one. Set It Off. They was riders. They were riders for sure. But, you know, both crews, they got, you know, they got something real special. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to plead the fifth on that. Plead the fifth. <laughs> <laughs> I only got two more questions. Like when, when you're having these conversations now, how do you know, in your words, that this isn't the pseudo guru using rationale and borrowed wisdom to tell you what you want to hear? <sighs> because it sits so beautifully in my heart now what i will say about that is that's why you gotta always stay open because as we continue to grow and learn you know it's it's bruce bruce lee said it best be like water Water. Mm -hmm. you know what i mean because that's where i'm sitting right now who knows when i come back if you know what it'll be then Mm -hmm. because we just gotta stay open we gotta stay fluid but for now it's what speaks to me deeply mm-hmm. you know and that's all we got mm-hmm. you know for the moment my, my last question and it's a it's, it's, it's a quote right and the quote is other people's opinion of you whether it's good or bad should not be grounds in which you base yourself or if your value is inherent within you what matters the most is whether you know you are worthy that's right so do you know you're worthy absolutely mm-hmm. and you know what it really comes from and I wanted to say this in regards to, to the question you asked about self-worth really dealing with self-judgment like once we can cure our self-judgment in a certain manner right people's opinion about you can only affect you if you believe it Mm. you know what i mean once you really know who you are once you really know your self-worth anything that anybody else has to say about you really can't affect you you know, and so you know, I know how much work it's taken for me to get to know myself. I can't expect anybody else to know me like that. Mm. You know what I mean? So I have to be willing and, and accept whatever opinions come my way. I get it. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Well, Jada Pickett Jada Smith, Jada ladies and gentlemen. That's right. Thank we you for coming. You for joining us so much. Thank appreciate you, this conversation guys. so much. Thank you. This was beautiful. The book thank Worthy you. is out right now. Make sure you get it and thank you. Thank you. Don't be a stranger. No, I won't. All Not right. at all. It's The Breakfast Club. It's Jada Pinkett Smith. You are a donkey.
Just go ahead and admit your dirt. Tell me what you did, and it's all good. You ever did that to somebody, Miss Bay? 
Not what? I, I did. I did. I ain't, I ain't paid no tax on my dope dealing money, but though I went to the skate arena and bought me some Jordans and some Levi's, different color flea lies. I, it wasn't the government problem. Hey, the government ain't help, never helped me bag up a rock. Yeah. So why would I give them a percentage of it? <laughs> they didn't stand on that corner. They didn't help me put that dope in my kids' drawers. They didn't help me pull it out of my drawers. You didn't participate that's, in the business. So why should I help you? No, that's, what? He meant, did you? Never mind. That's not how it works. <laughs> <laughs> well, what you meant? <laughs> You gotta tell me what you meant. Your visual line is confused. All I'm saying is, don't fall for that. Okay? All right? You you think the same government that, that does nothing but lie to you is gonna be truthful with you now? Okay, I'm gonna trust the same government that has proven time and time again that they are not to be trusted. Okay? I think they saw how people how stupid people was with their PPP loans mm -hmm. and they said hmm what else can we do to get more of them to lock themselves up no let me say this to y'all mm -hmm. if it don't require your social security number don't report it that's what I say then the PPP loan requires your social security number cause all my friends going to jail for that PPP loan I, one of my friends went through a 1.5 million dollar and they're looking at me like they crazy yeah. I know they broke but I ain't saying nothing I'm gonna keep my mouth shut so do you do you think people should uh you know, file their crimes on their taxes. It's Who the hell did Al Capone file his crime on his taxes? Mm. Mm. <laughs> if the whites don't do it, then the blacks don't think of it. I don't think Al Capone ever filed taxes. That's how they got Al Capone. <laughs> I told you. <laughs> Listen, the only way this would work is if everyone who actually did this was granted immunity from prosecution. If prostitution? Prosecution. <laughs> okay, I thought it was prostitution. That damn man. If there is no legal protection for that, uh, if there is no legal protection that shields them from criminal prosecution for the offenses they report on their taxes, what's the point? If you think this government is about to give a tax return for committing crimes, if you think this government is just going to accept those crimes like legal employment, then go ahead, do your thing. Because I need content for Donkey of the Day anyway. Hey, I remember back in the day they were asking everybody to turn in their guns to go see Janet Jackson. Y'all remember that in the lounge? Everybody no. turning their guns. No. <laughs> Why Janet Jackson? What Janet Jackson and guns got to do with me? I don't know what was going on in okay. Atlanta, but they asked everybody to turn in their guns for free concert ticket. Then two weeks later, everybody gets shot because they <laughs> nobody had no guns. Oh my God, goodness, damn! Uh, you don't? Do you remember that? No. You look it up. They in Atlanta. They were asking you for my Janet Jackson ticket. You turn in your pistol, and everybody got shot the next week. Don't do it. Listen, don't do Please it. give everybody who will be reporting their stolen property and bribes to the IRS the biggest ER. Because I don't care what Miss Patch says. Some people are gonna do this. That sound like me in the bed. What? what? That he ho? Yeah. Man, shut up, man. man. <laughs> Oh, man. That's me with my legs up. <laughs> Charlemagne, that's me with my legs up. When them cramps get to coming. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right. I can see your hand on the back of my behind just holding me. <laughs> the Breakfast Club. Shake what up, everybody? It's DJ NV Charlemagne the guy. We are The Breakfast Club now. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Jada Pinkett Smith. She was on the show earlier. By the way, we have our guest co-host, Beezy Baby, with us this morning as well. And we were talking about in relationships, marriages, or whatever it may be, your significant other having a friend of the opposite sex. Now, this is what Jada Pinkett Smith said. When Will was up here, he talked about uh, being insecure a little bit about Tupac. Mm. Did y'all ever have that conversation? Because as, as a man, when you're a little insecure... I almost feel like you play both sides. You want to be yourself, but you want to show that you're better than the person that's making him insecure. Yeah. Did y'all ever have that conversation? I wouldn't say that we had conversations in that way. It was just like, 
You know, we came up in an era where it was so unusual for a man and a woman to be friends. In our era, that was just like friends. They had to be dating. Yeah, like what, what, what? Right, and so I think for him, it was just like getting your mind around around that, you know, and that the, the kind of friendship that we had because we had such a, you know, tight friendship that, you know, was very impactful on my life. All right, let's discuss what are your thoughts. Let's start with you, BZ Baby. I don't know. I feel like relationships with the uh, opposite sex are necessary. Like, how can you just be in this world and just be around people that have the same private parts you have? You're, right. you're gonna, you may streamline your thinking. You can't really get opposed, you know, feelings or thoughts. So I think it's necessary, but I think you also have to have respect for your partner. Like, I wouldn't marry somebody that didn't trust me in a room without them. Mm. So you got to trust that I'm going to put you first and I'm going to honor the vows that I made to you and that, you know, I'm not going to put nobody in our circle that could threaten what we got. So, I don't yeah, know. And, and in my relationship with, with, with me and my wife, I we don't really trust too many people. So for us, it has to be mutual friends. Right. Mm. Um, meaning, you know, we meet them together. Not like, not like Charlamagne said earlier. Like, I, I can't just meet you at the grocery store. And now we're friends. It's right. not going to be like that. It has to be some type of establishment. And my wife has to approve. And and with her, I have to approve. Right. Uh, outside of that, nah, we're not taking no new friends. in we, it has to be our friends. Like, right. you know, what I mean, I should be able to call that person. Like, you should be able to call that person. It should be a cohesive type of situation. Uh, Charlamagne, yeah, I, I never even think about it until this discussion comes up. I got mad homegirls. <laughs> but your wife knows them all, right? That, yeah, my homegirls exactly. and my wife's friends, too. See? In fact, they probably like her more than they like me. <laughs> Everybody does. Like, so, I don't even... Like, this discussion is, like, very... Uh, it's silly to me. It's immature. You know nah, what I mean? but a lot like, of people feel that way because sometimes... Because they got insecurities and they immature. Or it's new friends. And sometimes people are not around for the right reason. And We know this. And I know, especially... And, and I hate to say this. A lot of fellas sometimes will, will try to befriend your girl not because they want to be a friend, your girl's friend. They want to smash. Well, I'm never trying to befriend nobody. I'm never trying to befriend a man's girl. Like, that's not happening. Like, there, a lot there, of people do there, There's reasons why, you know, either... Your friends are your friends Or even these new people Who may come into your life Y'all might work together You know what I mean Y'all might be doing projects together Like anytime I'm gonna be spending Time with anyone My wife is gonna know Who that person is You know what I mean Whether it's a man or a woman Hey we're doing such and such With this individual Or hey we all going out to dinner We're all going My wife is gonna be to everybody Like there's no woman in my life That's my friend That ain't my wife's friend And a lot of people are taking Like teenage drama into big age relationships. That's right. Like, you know, you had to worry about this stuff in high school. People That's break right. up and get together with a new person next week. It's really not the same when you're 40. If you can't have a platonic relationship with somebody from the opposite sex, something wrong with you, bro. Let's go to the phone lines. We have Dupree on the line. Dupree. Man, what's up, DJ M. Salamang and I guess host? Beasy yes. baby. What's up, Dupree? Talk to us, Dupree. Yeah. So I was, I was listening to what Jedi was talking about. I definitely got female friends. I don't really think I would do. And my baby mama, who's now my fiance, she don't really be liking it. She's jealous and stuff like that. And they just had a party. And I'm like, and I'm trying to go to the party. She's like, no, nah, you ain't going. They be twerking and stuff. And I'm like, they ain't twerking, twerking on me. They they just, yeah, but why, know, would, why would you bring your baby mama there? Why would you bring it with you? But see, and they, so, so when they hit me with the invite, I'm like, uh, since we just got engaged, I'm like, man, I know she don't want to come. And they was like, that's cool. She could come. But she still was feeling some type of way. So... I'm like, man, whatever. I end yeah, up not that- going because I end up just going to sleep. I wake up in the morning, look on social media, 
They definitely was twerking. So it was just like, no, but that's twerking. what they do, though. That's all I get around, man. Shout out to the homegirls, man. For real, for real. But if if you had included her in that friendship from the beginning. We're welcoming a new show to iHeart and the DraftKings YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano. It's an insider's look at the NBA and the coaches surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick in the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give us his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league and tell the best behind-the-scenes stories from his time in the NBA. CJ will be bringing his A-list comedian buddies to keep it light and fire off some hoop takes. Plus, John will be inviting current and former NBA players, friends, and teammates to join the show as well to give their unfiltered accounts of what really goes on in the league from a player's perspective. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Teledano on the iHeartRadio app, the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Moments like my daughter telling me a new joke mean a lot to me. But after being diagnosed with metastatic breast cancer, or MBC, which is breast cancer that is spread to other parts of the body, they mean even more. I take Ibrance, Palpocyclib. Ibrance 125 milligram tablets with an aromatase inhibitor is for adults with HR positive HER2 negative NBC as the first hormonal based therapy. Ask your doctor about Ibrance and visit Ibrance.com. Ibrance may cause low white blood cell counts that may lead to serious infections. Ibrance may cause severe inflammation of the lungs. Both of these can lead to death. Tell your doctor right away if you have new or worsening symptoms, including trouble breathing, shortness of breath, cough, or chest pain. Before taking Ibrance, tell your doctor if you have fever, chills, or other signs of infection, liver or kidney problems, are or plan to become pregnant, or are breastfeeding. Common side effects include low red blood cell and low platelet counts, infections, tiredness, nausea, sore mouth, abnormalities in liver blood tests, diarrhea, hair thinning or loss, vomiting, rash, and loss of appetite. 
twerking, it wouldn't have been they twerking. It would have been we twerking. It would have been a whole. No, but I think always. But them, them ain't her friends though. So like. I can understand, like, them ain't really your friends, so you ain't gonna really want to be around them girls because you don't know yeah. them. But if yeah, you but have hold, hold up, bro. Like, you supposed to be the bridge between that, though. You right. supposed to be the bridge between your friends and your girlfriend, and that that should have already been better I mean, than it is. The, I would say for the most part, she was cool with someone like cordial. Nah, but, Dupree. You know, that's on you not wanting to come around. You could have came around. Even so, when you called Dupree. Never, you was like, I got the invitation. You was like, damn, you know my wife going, you know, you know I have to bring her. You didn't say, you didn't make it seem like she was invited. It was cool. You made it seem like, I got to bring her because if I don't. Her friends be kicking it. I ain't chilling with them. You know what I mean? You go chill with your friends. These are my friends. This is who I grew up with. I've been on them since seventh grade. You know what I mean? We 30 years old now. So it's like at any point in time, you could be like, oh yeah, I've been, I've been new. There was your homegirls. I'm going to go hang with y'all. I don't have plenty of girls. I'm kicking it with y'all. You know what I mean? But that's on you that you felt some type of way you never wanted to come. Nah. Yeah, that's on you, man. Like BZ said, you got to be the bridge, bro. Like you, And if those are really your friends, they're going to absolutely not only want to meet your fiance, they're going to want to accept her and embrace her as a friend too. Yeah. Hello, who's this? This is Yanni. Hey, Yanni. Good morning. Talk to us. Like the egg? <laughs> no, like the pianist, not the penis. Huh? What? All right, go ahead, Yanni. 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 Yanni, okay. <laughs> okay, so um, my take on this is, like, I'm a, I'm a girl that have, really don't have many female friends because chicks just act funny sometimes. Um, but I believe, like you guys are saying, if you have a friend that you've had for a long time, then everyone should be friends and everyone should be comfortable with it. For a girl, it's easy to have dudes as friends. Because they're going to think, y'all know how y'all get down. They're going to think one day maybe it might happen, but they're going to still continue to be loyal. I think when the dude has a female friend, they be, it's more like iffy, iffy, even if you get to know them. Because, this, this, I don't know, I'm a female, and I know how females get down. So I wouldn't be really comfortable with that. But on my part, I, would, I wouldn't have a problem with having my dude friends and knowing my dude, you know, so... So you you are right with it because you feel like you can control whether or not it goes down because, you know, you giving them access or you're denying access. But when it comes to your man, you feel like he can't control himself. He just if they open it up, he just diving in. Well, I'm not saying totally, but, you know, I mean, personally, I just feel like guys got that little extra. okay maybe or, you know, let it get a little too close, to, you know, whispering his ears and like, nah, we're not doing that. So, no. <laughs> OK. Thank you, Yanni. 800-585-1051. If you're just joining us, we're talking about Jada Pinkett Smith. Something she said during our interview about uh, men having women friends and women having men friends. We'll discuss when we come back. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Charlamagne Tha God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you're just joining us, Jada Pinkett Smith was uh, here last hour. We were talking about men having women friends and women having men friends. And this is how the conversation started. When Will was up here, he talked about... Uh, being insecure a little bit about Tupac. Mm. Did y'all ever have that conversation? Because as, as a man, when you're a little insecure, I almost feel like you play both sides. You want to be yourself, but you want to show that you're better than the person that's making him insecure. Yeah. Did y'all ever have that conversation? I wouldn't say that we had conversations in that way. It was just like, you know, we came up in an era where it was so unusual for a man and a woman to be friends. In our era, that was just like friends. They had to be dating. Yeah, like what, what, what? Right, and so I think for him, it was just like getting your mind around around that, you know, and that 
the the kind of friendship that we had because we had such a you know tight friendship that you know was very impactful on my life so we're asking 800-585-1051 what are your thoughts now bz baby is our guest co-host today she feels like men should have women friends and women should have men friends yeah you have to like you can't be a well-rounded individual just walking around with a whole bunch of. I don't want to be in a room full of nothing but vagina. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I I, need, <laughs> I grew up with all brothers. You know, they teach me things about myself and about men that I need to know. So as I get older, I don't know. I got male best friends, and my husband's cool with that, and I'm okay with him having girlfriends. Mm-hmm. It's respect. Absolutely. Like the caller said earlier, the, the, the thing I, he was saying that you know he didn't know if he wanted to bring his fiance around his other friends. Mm. I'm the different. I'm totally different. When I go out. Babe, you want to come? Because I'm going to have just as much friend with the homies than with my wife as well. Like, right. if anybody ever seen me out or I've been out anywhere, I bring my wife with me. I have a great time with my wife. I drink, my wife drink. It, it don't matter. We have a good time. If we go to a strip club, we both tipping. If we go to, I don't know, a casino, we both gambling. Like, we have that much fun. But it's a little questionable when somebody sends an invite to DJ Envy as opposed to you and your wife. Like, the invite should be coming to both of you anyway. A hundred percent. And that's what I told the dude last time. Like, when he said he didn't want to bring his fiance around his friends, your friends should not only want to meet your fiance, they should be embracing your fiance and bringing her into the circle of friends with open arms. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Hi, this is Lydia. Hey, Lydia, good morning. Good morning. What's your I listen to y'all every day. Oh, my gosh. Oh, we Thank appreciate you, it, Mama. What's your thoughts? Um, So, my thoughts is I believe it's okay for each of us to have girl, guy or girlfriends um, as long as they are respectful of the relationship slash marriage because we are married. So, and then I work in the nightlife part time. So, I'm a bartender, waitress, and I have a bunch of guy friends that I work with for years. And when my husband and I first started dating, he was very, like, accepting of everything and everybody because everybody was, like, cool and respectful. And um, once I got married, like, everybody was like, nah, she's married, leave her alone, leave her alone. Like, they were very protective of me. So, yeah, and then his girl, girl, homegirls that he's had, there's only ever been one person that I have to be like, she's not your friend because a girl just knows when somebody's trying to f*** with her dude. So, but I, I will say yeah, that, that that might change it a little bit too, right? And the reason I say that might yeah, change but, it, if you're if you're working like, and guys are hollering at you all day long, I think that can make any guy feel a little insecure. Why? I just think I mean, he, he doesn't say anything <laughs> like because they, they don't touch me, they they don't do anything like they can look and they can say what they want to say, and he did, he's not bothered by it because he knows at the end of the night I'm coming home. That's right. With money in my pocket, so. Um, well, what you're, call, what you're calling being bothered in is actually just called being insecure. Yes, I, I, I said that. Well, why? So you don't trust your woman? No, it's not a matter about trusting no, my it's woman. Clearly but, about not trusting but it's your just woman. a certain job. So when you're a bartender, most bartenders, I would say a majority of them, they when they serve drinks, they flirt a little, right? We've all had a bartender that flirt. Yes or no? No. I think yeah. you never had a bartender. I think you're kind. You're lying. I no. think you just you're just kind. You're nice to everybody. Yeah, that's your yeah, ego. That's you think so. you think everybody flirting with you. That's your ego. Red. Light skin, he's light skin. Yeah, right, red, red. Do bartenders flirt sometimes? All the time. Thank they, you. They Red's light skin too. Ma'am, Listen. do you flirt at all with with, with people that that buy drinks? No, I don't. You're lying. Can I tell you guys I'm something? Nice. I'm just nice. I'm just nice. And then they're yeah, like, oh, nice. nice. And then they mistake it for flirting. But I'm like, no, I'm not flirting. And then I have to be mean too. Like, 
I want all guys out there to know that's your ego Thank talking. You, if you think that every girl being kind to you is flirting, and if you think every girl being just nice to you means that they want you, that's all ego, bro, bro. Brett. And 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 you hella insecure if you think that uh Brett. you hella insecure and you don't trust your woman if you think guys hollering at her if guys hollering at her bothers you. Red. Bartenders definitely flirt. All the time? I wouldn't say all the time, but they flirt for sure. Um, but everybody flirts. Like the lady at Walmart bagging your groceries is flirting. Lady, lady no, at she's Walmart not. never flirt with me. She was bagging the groceries. <laughs> lady saying, at Walmart never, never, never flirt with me. All she said was hi. Have a nice day. Oh, that's How it for you? me. Red, does the lady at Walmart flirt with you, Red? Remember. Listen, anywhere you go, you're going to find what you're looking for. So if you go to the bar looking for someone to flirt, that's what she's doing. Keisha, good morning. Good morning, good morning. Talk to us, Keisha. What's your thoughts? Um, Me personally, like I said, like Jada said, my immature self wanted to be friends with my man's friends all the time when I was younger. Me now, I don't even care. That's your man. Like, those are your friends. I don't want to be friends with the girlfriends. I don't want to be friends with their wives. Just let me do me. You go have fun with their friends and I'm good. Yeah, if it happens organically, though, yeah, that's great. Yeah. I don't really care anymore. I, I'm just, you know, I've gotten older. I'm more mature. Like, at this point, if it's beneficial to you, fine. If it's not beneficial to you, cut it out. For me, it's not beneficial, so I don't want any parts of it. Thank you, Keisha. All right, what's the moral of the story, guys? The moral of the story is, friends, how many of us have them? Let's be friends. <laughs> <laughs> Before they go any further, <laughs> all right. I think I think the moral of the story is friendship is always a, a sweet responsibility, never an opportunity. Amen. That's what I think. And it doesn't matter what private parts you have. Yes. Yeah. All right. All right. The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Everybody is DJ Envy, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Leave us on a positive note. The positive note is this, man. You are responsible for your life. You can't keep blaming somebody else for your dysfunction. Breakfast Club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done? I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Are you looking for the perfect move in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375%. APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. 
We went from normal life, healthy child to acute lymphoblastic leukemia or B-cell ALL. The St. Jude team came up to get CJ via ambulance. Shortly after that, I noticed a rainbow. It meant that there was hope. We were driving into hope. To have hope is to have your child healthy, and we have that because of St. Jude. You can help kids fight childhood cancer. Please become a St. Jude Partner in Hope today by visiting musicgives.org. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.